I am back from taking a little podcast hiatus, and I am fired up today. For my first episode in my 40s, we are doing a sort of life lessons mashup. The things I've learned the most in the last decade and why I think it's so important to protect your headspace and focus on the positive and how to set up your life so you get to do the things you want to be doing. Making decisions based on what you will regret the least when you're 90 and taking care of your body and your health for the long term. Owning your mistakes, being vulnerable, don't go to bed with crumbs, getting your tens each day, let go of those things that just don't matter and forgive other people and yourself when you need to. Have a good plan for how to start and end your days and when it's all too much, remember, inhale the good shit and exhale the bad shit. So many of my favorite things to talk about today, all wrapped into one What I Know So Far podcast. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad you're here. I feel like I say that most episodes when I start, but this time I mean it extra because I kind of took an unintentional podcast hiatus. My work life with my company, Million Dollar Tan, has been gosh, busier than ever um, in a great and exciting way. Lots of new stuff that I'll share soon. But also I turned 40. I had a trip with my family and celebration with family and friends and so much going on. But I also felt like I needed to have a quick break and reset and kind of like go out in the wild and live life and have experiences and read and listen and soak things in and come back really refreshed. And that's where we're at today. I'm so excited for this first episode in my 40s. Like I always say, I definitely don't have everything figured out, but I'm really on this journey to be awesome at as many things as I can and learn from mistakes and view uh, mistakes as lessons learned and put it all together. And that's where we're at today. Like I said, I thought it'd be really cool to record this and kind of timestamp it where we are living in and you and me together in this community and sharing these life experiences and these life lessons together and all of us, you know, just really wanting joy in our lives and make the best decisions and have the best mindset and all of the things. So today's episode I wrote down a whole bunch of my favorite like mantras, my favorite life lessons, the things that I try to remind myself every day or through the days and the weeks, some days and weeks we need to think about and focus on something versus another thing based on whatever's going on in our world. So I am going to throw at you so many things that have brought so much value to my life that I wish I would have known when I turned 30. Most of them I didn't. I learned through the last 10 years. And here we are at 40 years old, 40 plus a couple days. And I'm sharing with you kind of those life lessons. All right, here we go. Kicking it off. 
what I know for sure is everybody is the happiest when they get to do what they want to be doing. Like, think about that. When you get, when you're doing what you actually want to be doing, you've won. That's it. Whether it's in your job or your day-to-day life, I just think the majority of your time, if it's spent doing what you want to be doing, you've won. And if you're sitting here today, not in that position, not spending the majority of your time doing things that you actually really want to be doing, not because you have to do them. And I know, listen, one thing I want to say before we really get into all these things is I am very realistic. Like my Instagram is Lindsay's cloud because I've always loved the idea of living on a cloud, but in a very realistic way. But it's just kind of about, I'm going to live on a cloud. I'm going to choose to fight off the negative and I want to live in bliss. And But I really want to make sure that none of this comes off as, I don't know, cheesy or easy. Like, listen, I both Craig and I are both entrepreneurs. We both are our own businesses and we both work really hard. Our parents um, were amazing and fantastic and, fantastic and successful, but we both really built everything that we have. We, we, we work hard. And my, my whole point in saying that is I just don't want to come off like, oh, if you don't like what you're doing in a day, just change it. Like I get that it's real life and we have to pay bills and we, we have rent and we have mortgage and we have all the things. But I do believe that there are always options. There are always options if you look for them. And you know, I always talk about what you are going to feel like when you are 90. I think that a lot of us don't actually realize you're going to be 90. Right now, it's not too late, but one day it will be. I should say 120 because our plan together as a community is to live to 120, not 90. But so let's say when you're 120 and you're not mobile, You can't do those things. You can't spend that time with your kid. You can't build that company you wanted to. It's regret. And right now, we can do something about it. But one day in the future, we won't be able to do something about it. And I'm telling you, that's what drives me. I want to spend as much of my time doing the things that I want to be doing. And when I don't know the right decision, in any situation, in business, in life, with kids, with friends, whatever it is, the only decision that needs to be made is the one that you will regret the least when you're 90. I love that. And it's such a great, it's such a great way to help you make decisions. Decide and move on. Decide and move on. I'm telling you, one thing that I've changed so much, mostly in the last year, is I'm just so much faster with things. I'm not indecisive because, listen, there's going to be lots more decisions. If it ends up being the wrong decision, cool, make the other decision the next time, especially with so many of these little things. I really found that I would try so hard to not make mistakes or not make the wrong decision, but in doing so, I could have I done 15 more things. That's one of my other biggest life lessons is speed over perfection. You, I'd rather pump out, like especially with work or just any projects or anything you're doing, your 90% likely, no one will know the difference. Only you between 90% and 100%. But if you pump out a whole bunch of things at 90%, you can get so much more done. Speed over perfection. 
so many projects I would do as as a room parent. I just it had to be so perfect and so great. And I loved it. But looking back, it's like if I would have just done the 90%, the 90% version of that, it would have taken me one hour instead of six hours. And then I had five more hours to do something else awesome in the world. So I really believe speed over perfection. Also, the book that I've been trying to write for the last 10 years is um, about not taking no for an answer. So that's definitely one of the things on my list. And not in a disrespectful way. I am a very, I'm a rule follower. I think life is easier when you follow rules, but the rules that make sense. I also believe in questioning things that don't make sense. And when people try to make decisions for you or your body, I am not a fan of that. I just think that it is so important to not take no for an answer when, when you're not being disrespectful and there's another way around it. So my book that I've started a hundred times, but I'm telling you, I will get to it at some point is basically how to turn any no into a yes. Really interesting strategic strategies for asking the same question in different ways or to different people to actually get the result you want. I think if I've learned anything, sometimes just by being kind and asking for things, you can actually turn the no into a yes. And along those lines, being kind, I always tell my kids, you be kind for no for no benefit back to you, but I promise you there will be. So you're not kind in order to get something or to get something in the future. But that's a direct result by being kind. So I really try, man, even if I am grumpy or even if craziness is going on, to give people, even if it's a smile, to everybody, everybody, uh, a doorman, um, a gardener, a CEO, doesn't matter. I try to smile and acknowledge, be friendly, ask people how their day is, give them energy, even if it's a one second positive energy, a smile, a comment, a question. I just think kindness goes so far. And I'm telling you in this, don't take no for an answer, how to turn a no into a yes. It goes so far. If you're kind to everyone you you interact with, likely, you know, a lot of those people that later you will, maybe, maybe you're showing up at a really popular restaurant. You just decide to go last minute. You really want to get in And maybe the person at the front, maybe you've been there 50 times and every time you've just been so kind, that person's going to remember that. And I'm telling you, your likelihood of getting into the restaurant on the packed Friday night at 7 p.m. is so much more likely just by being an awesome human and showing up and being an awesome human without any intentions. I'm telling you, I've really tried to get out of my own head. You know how so often we have so many things going on in our mind? Like say in this example, you want to get in a restaurant or say you're late or you're rushing in or you're not thinking about that person who's sitting you as like, you know, as a human, you're just thinking like, and it's not your fault. There's so much going on. Like, okay, come on, get the kids, get the things. Who's late? What am I, am I, do I like what I'm wearing? Whatever is going on in your mind. But just by like taking it down a notch sometimes and just being present and being where your feet are. That's one thing that I've gotten so much better at is being still, which is so hard sometimes, especially because I like things fast. I really don't like anything slow. And sometimes when things are slow, just realizing be where your feet are. Maybe your kid's on the floor 
being frustrated, frustrating. And rather than lose your cool, because likely putting on those shoes and whatever the seventh outfit of the day will take longer anyways, just saying, this is a moment. And even though this is not what I want to be doing on the floor and this is frustrating, this time will pass. This age will be over. And like, I'm just going to be where my feet are. I also try to always, always make sure I have time for the people I love when they need me and never be too tired to show up. I'll tease Craig all the time. I say, am I getting the best of you or am I getting what's left of you? You know, if he comes home exhausted from work and barely has any energy and listen, I get it. I'm not trying to, again, be unrealistic, but what's it all for? If at the end of the day, whatever we're doing is making us so mentally, physically, emotionally wiped that we have nothing left to give to ourselves or the people we love, we need to change it up because that is not working. I always try to make sure I am never too tired for you. I tell myself, like if if my kid asks me something and I want and want to be like, I'm too tired, I say in my mind, I'm not too tired for you. I love that. Like it just has it just has so much power. And I really believe, especially with kids, but in any relationship, I really believe you spell love, T-I-M-E, time, giving time to the people you love, especially your kids, but also friends, family, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend. That's how you show love, especially in that moment when they need it. I've also learned that doing the right thing is just always the right thing, even if no one else knows, because the most important feeling you have is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. It's so important. So by just doing the right thing, even if you're the only one who knows, it just makes it so when you're by yourself, you feel good about who you are. And you know I talk about going to bed without crumbs. This is definitely one of the the my favorite things in the last year or two that's just so freeing. And I think a lot of times people who have sleep problems, it's because they're going to bed with crumbs. They, you know, went to a a lunch with a group of girlfriends and, you know, talked badly about a couple other girlfriends. And then, you know, in the moment it's, you know, kind of in exciting and, you know, gossipy and interesting. But then later you feel crappy because like, what if, what if one of those girls at that luncheon tells the other girls, gosh, how bad, how badly I'm going to feel, how embarrassed I'm going to be. Those are crumbs. Anything that you do in the day that leaves crumbs behind that can come back to you later. I'm telling you, I clean up all my crumbs. If I have something to say to someone, I say it. If I if I need to apologize, I apologize. If I need to if I need to accept that I was shitty or I did something wrong, I will admit it. I will apologize. I will make myself forgive myself so that I can go to bed without crumbs. Nothing that's lingering that keeps you up at night that could come to bite you later. Go to bed without crumbs. If you make a mistake, own up to it, apologize, be honest, and do your best. The next time at that lunch, just don't say anything. Don't say anything that can leave crumbs again. Your life is so much better. And here's why. You only have so much bandwidth. This is one of my biggest life lessons 
in the last 10 years for sure is realizing you only have so much bandwidth. Anything that you are spending your energy on is something else you're not spending your energy on. So if you catch yourself in this negative spiral, realize that you only have so much bandwidth. You are spending that precious bandwidth worrying or complaining or obsessing over something. There's something else that you're trading it for. Whether you choose it or not, you are. Um, about, oh, I love talking about health and body and nutrition. And I think in the last few years, the biggest change for me is moving my body and eating and sleeping and giving my body what it needs, not just for the now, but for the long term, which was a shift for me. I'm not eating to be as thin as I can or to, you know, look a certain way in a bathing suit. I am, my goal personally is to focus on health and nutrition and moving my body in a way that makes me feel good today and in the long term. I think it's, it, there's a big difference there and I think it's it's just so important. I think it's so important to learn what your body needs and make it a priority. Listen to your body, whether it's food or supplements or sleep or rest or meditation or massage or whatever it is. Learn what your body needs and make it a priority. I just think it is, it's just the most important thing. That's the thing that drives it all. I did a podcast on health for old age that I loved researching. It's about eating enough protein and, you know, getting up and down so that you, you as you age, you don't have one of these sad situations where you slip and fall and, and are never quite the same. I talk about flexibility and building muscle and how important all that is for aging. So if you missed that episode, go back and listen to that one because that one was really good about aging and um, how to prepare yourself now to age as best you can. I talk a lot about being vulnerable and owning your mistakes and not letting your mistakes define you. This is one of the biggest lessons I learned by making the mistakes I've talked about this a lot, the mistakes that mistakes I've learned in business, mostly in business, um, but I would honestly let those define me. I would, when I would have this great idea for something new, I would stop myself and say, oh, but listen, it didn't work that time. You weren't successful on that project, so you shouldn't even attempt this new project. I, I for a good chunk of time in my, you know, my professional life, I really let my past mistakes define who I was. And I'm sure I've done it in my personal life too, more kind of on a small scale with with different things, but I think a lot of us do it. But listen, don't let own your mistakes and be vulnerable, talk about them. And I talk about this on different podcast episodes. I love talking about my mistakes because Here's the thing. It takes them out of the closet. I'm no longer ashamed of them. I open them up. Here it is. I own them. Then also, there's nothing anyone else can say about them because I've already said it. It's kind of like I've said it. I've said it. This is what it is. And let's move on. For me, there's so much power in it because it makes it to where it's out and open. It's not like you have this skeleton in your closet, this insecurity that you're afraid of. Listen, I, I think that with the right people, with the people that you love, being vulnerable and opening up can be the most powerful and liberating thing ever. 
Let's talk about hard things. I love hard things and uncomfortable things, and I think that we should embrace them because I think it prepares us for the world. It prepares us for hard things. You know, billionaires, kids, oftentimes, they aren't, they don't have to do hard things. They're never uncomfortable and not in a judgmental way. That's just the life that they have. And there are so many positives, obviously, to growing up in that type of environment. But I think that one of the negatives is we need to be uncomfortable. We need struggles because then we're conditioned and we're primed. So when sadness happens or when something tough happens in your life that you have to fight through and overcome and show up and not crumble, you're ready for it. If life is too easy, then you're not ready because there's you know, there are going to be things that happen. I hope that I hope that there's, you know, as little as possible in all, all of our lives. But the thing is, there's always going to be things that comes up, things that come up that we have to deal with and we have to be strong for. So I think by embracing hard things and forcing ourselves to get uncomfortable, like take freezing cold showers, <laughs> I just think we're strong. We're stronger than we think. I think a lot of times in the media, and 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 just socially we're told and we're sold that we're not strong that we aren't enough that we're not smart enough that we're not capable enough we're not thin enough or whatever it is but we are like i just think i don't know you're the best go do what you want i just think that breaking through all this stuff is so important and by embracing hard things and by forcing yourself to get uncomfortable you condition yourself for that Another thing that I've learned through mistakes is don't lose your cool. I'm not a yeller. Like I tend to, I've always been pretty good about not losing my cool, but I have not always been great about having good reactions, allowing yourself to take a beat and just having the mindset of when something happens, take a beat. Don't react. Don't react instantly. I think that I found I am my best version of myself when I allow myself to take a beat before reacting. I've done a couple podcasts on this, and these are actually some of our most downloaded podcasts because I think that you have to have a plan ahead of time if you want to really make sure you have good reactions to all sorts of different situations. But I think it will make your life much easier, and I think you will show up more of the person you want to be if you can have a plan to have good reactions. Oh my gosh. Next, inhale the good shit and exhale the bad shit. Another topic I did an entire podcast on, but I'm telling you, this is one of my favorite hacks. I always say, give me a hack in the moment. Like I can listen to this incredible motivational speech and I feel great after, but like, wait, give me something tactical that I can apply to my real life. That's what I love. And that's what this is. When life is too much and or, you know, when someone did something dumb or some things are annoying or things are overwhelming, I literally take the biggest deep breath in and I say, inhale the good shit, <sighs> exhale the bullshit or the bad shit. Sorry for all the cussing in this episode, but listen, there's no other way to say it and it's so good. And honestly, the cussing helps you blow it out. You know, it just makes you feel better. Like, ah, Yes. I do that and I'm telling you, you have to protect your headspace. In You have to fight like hell to stay in a positive headspace and this is one of my favorite mantras to get here. So you inhale the good stuff and you exhale the bad stuff. You let it go. 
You don't focus on those things that don't matter. You don't let them ruin your day. Also, watching what you say about yourself is just so important. It's so important. The thoughts you think and the words you say create the environment that you live in. This might be number one. Like if I had to put a number one on any life lesson I've learned in the last 10 years that I think is the most impactful, I think that's it. The words you say and the thoughts you think create the environment that you live in. It's just so powerful and it's really something that I think about every single day and I try to live by. I also try to get in my tens every day. If you haven't heard me talk about this, I call your tens anything that just anything you love. It could be an amazing cold brew in the morning. It could be a killer 90-minute hot yoga. It could be something that's two seconds or all day. But usually they're just like those little things. So even if you're doing something you don't want to be doing or you have an obligation or, or your life is feeling too routine, by focusing on just those little things, getting in your tens, those little things that set your soul on fire, get in as many of them as you can each day. And I'm telling you, you will have so much more joy in your days. Next up, stop complaining because nobody cares. I hate to say it, but it's so true. Stop complaining. Stop dwelling. Own your shit. This is, we live in the best time ever to be alive. There's so much opportunity and we have so much control over our lives and our happiness. I think the the less we can complain and the less we can dwell on old stuff, the better off we are. And I'm telling you, complaining just breeds more complaining. And genuinely, I just think, People don't care and we need to move on. The next lesson I want to talk about is something that I started out explaining to my kids this lesson and I just love it. So I tell my kids, in anything you are attempting, that you're putting effort towards, that you're trying for, there are two acceptable outcomes. The first is you succeeded. You were victorious. The second is You weren't victorious, but you gave it your all and it just didn't work this time. Either one of those options are acceptable, but nothing else. And I tell myself that. Show up and give your best. And either it works and you were successful or it doesn't, but you know you left it all on the field. I talk a lot about leaving it all on the field because I think that's the best analogy. And even when I've done things, I've done so many things that didn't work, that didn't work out, that I put a lot of effort into. But the thing is, is other times it does work. And just knowing that those are the acceptable options, either it works and you win or you don't, but you left it all out on the field. Either one of those are acceptable options. We talked about speed is so much more than perfection. I love an idea book. And I did a podcast about this one, about your ideas. I carry a tiny little idea book with me all the time because I think, first of all, I'll forget any ideas I have. And I think that it helps me to remember things and to keep a clear focus on what's important to me. It could be an idea about solving a problem in your life or mending a relationship. It could be a new business idea for a new invention. It could be an idea to solve something that you're working on. If it's a, maybe it's a health issue or a weight issue or 
it's a relationship that you want to strengthen or just like amazing ideas for your home or your organization or whatever it is. I love I love carrying an idea book because it makes my ideas important. You know, it like it makes them real. It makes you remember them, but it also makes makes them real. Some of them are like ridiculous and some of them but sometimes all instead of scrolling social media aim aimlessly, you know, when I'm waiting for a doctor's appointment or I'm in carpool or I'm, you know, doing something before bed, rather than scrolling social media, I'll scroll my own ideas book. And sometimes it makes me be like, oh yeah, that's what I want to do. Or just, it also helps me keep my priorities in check, these ideas. And I just think that we all have so many ideas, but the difference is most of us don't execute on those ideas. So by keeping an idea book, write it all down it makes it so much easier to, I don't know, keep it as a priority and do something with it. Let's talk about your body. I, in the last 10 years, I focused a lot more on loving my body as I age, being grateful that my legs work, that I can run, and accepting the flaws, working hard, working hard to be strong and exercise and look and feel how I want to feel but also accepting that things happen. We age, you know, some of us have babies, hormones, sickness. There's so many things that happen, but I think that loving your body is something that I've really grown into and really understand just how important it is, especially I think more for women than men, but it's so important for your self-love. Go back and listen to those podcasts about body image and things like that if this is something you're struggling with at this moment just because I think it's so important. And one thing that goes along with that is every day I really believe you have to move your body even if you only have five minutes. I think the goal should be an hour to move your body in some way for an hour. I think sweat is so good for you. I think that a physical change creates an emotional change. I think especially it's the best way for for so many people to start their day. And I think that just moving your body, again, talking about aging and longevity is just so, it's just so good for you. It's as good for you or more for your mind than it is for your body. But I think it's also great for your confidence and your energy and your sleep and all of it. So I really believe that move your body every day is one of the life lessons that's really served me the best over the last decade. How about eating? I really try to tell myself, eat like your life depends on it because it does. And I focus on, you figure we have seven days in a week times three meals a day, most of us. I really try to focus on thinking about, you know, those 20-ish meals and making best choices foods that make me feel good for the majority of those meals. I think it's I think it's just so important. Eat like your life depends on it. So, eat like your life depends on it. Move your body. And also, you know, I think that it's so important the people that you spend time with. I think what you listen to and who you listen to is a big part of what you become. And I think it's important to spend time with people who get it. You know, forgive the people who don't think like you or who have wronged you and spend the most time with the people who who get it. One quote that I wrote down, I'm trying to build 
a wall with life lessons, but you can tell this podcast is already over a half hour long and I still have a a few more to get to and I need to simplify. I'm still working on my 40th wall of life lessons that I want to put in the house, but I need to shorten them up. But one uh, quote that I wrote down by Polio, geez, the last name I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to spell it C O E L H O Paulo Paulo C O E L H O said a mistake repeated more than once is a decision. <sighs> Are you kidding me? That hit me so hard when I read that. A mistake repeated more than once is a decision. I can think of many things that I've done like this and a lot of times we just get in routine, but then one day you wake up and you're like, "Wait a minute." That's actually a decision I've been making. And then you adjust it. Here's another thing I read. And I saw this um, on social media at Tiny Buddha. Here we go. Life changes. You lose love. You lose friends. You lose pieces of yourself that you would never imagine would be gone. And then without even realizing it, those pieces come back. New love enters better friends come along and a stronger, wiser you is staring back in the mirror. I love this. I think that sometimes it's hard to accept that things change and it doesn't feel like they'll ever be good again and they won't be the same, but they'll likely be not just good, but better because you're better and you're older and you're wiser and you're stronger And that's been one thing that's difficult for me to realize is life changes and we can't freeze time. Relationships are going to change. Sometimes sometimes things we can't control. Um, But I think it's interesting to realize that just give it time. Give it time and I think those pieces come back and they come back even better. How about judgment? We got to talk about judgment before we wrap up here. I always think you know, I always try to be open-minded to feedback. But one thing, you know, I really learned as as I care less about what people think is I really, I care what my close friends and family think. I care that, you know, I'm being considerate and kind and all that kind of stuff. But beyond that, social media, strangers, judgment, I could not, I genuinely could not care less just because I know what's important. And I also think, hey, if you're not in the arena getting your ass kicked, I am I do not care about your feedback because I'm out here showing up and yeah if I'm juggling 150 balls in the air at any given time you know 50 are going to fall but you're juggling one so it's much easier for your one ball not to fall I just think it's so important to not care to really work towards not caring what people think especially strangers And listen, plugging your ears on any feedback you get that you're not asking for, especially for people who aren't aren't getting out there and getting after their goals and killing it like you are. Another quote, this one is by Tom Bilyeu. I love so many of his quotes and his interviews are so great. He says, you don't get what you want. You only get what you absolutely must effing have. And I think that's so true because so many things in life I've kind of wanted, but you have to absolutely, if you, if you tell yourself, I must absolutely effing have to have some, this thing, you know, or have my body look this way or create my business this way. That's what, that's the difference. That's what makes it happen. 
Another one, the first step towards getting somewhere is to decide that you're not going to stay where you are. Sometimes when I felt stuck is just deciding I'm not staying here. I'm not even sure where I'm going, but I'm not going to sit and stay here. Let's talk about self-control. Another thing I've learned really recently in the last year or so, along the lines of being uncomfortable, getting uncomfortable, being comfortable, being uncomfortable, is don't sell out what you want most for what you want right now. It's self-control and it sucks, but it's such a good one. Oh, such a good one. You know, some nights, and listen, I'm a big fan of sleep. That's one thing I, I, I did definitely did not do enough of in my 30s is sleep. I would always do other things, prioritize other things over sleep, usually work or, um, you know, projects or kids projects or, you know, room parent projects, whatever it is. I would always lose sleep. Now I won't. But I think that um, sometimes I'll be working on a project. And it's like, oh, I want to just go, you know chill out in bed with my husband and watch a movie. Like, yeah, that's what I want right now. But I realize my goals have to be so strong. Like this burning desire is I'm not going to sell out what I want the most for that moment that I want right now. Like that sounds so nice. Like close the laptop, go just cozy up with my husband, watch a movie, like, you know, fully clock out. But, and sometimes that's important. Don't get me wrong. But I really had to push myself or sometimes when I am, you know, trying to really let my fitness um, show the changes in my body and trying not to eat late at night, but maybe I'll be up working. Oh my gosh, that's the worst. When I'm up working and it's almost like my body resets, like it's already the next day and it'll be 2.30 and I'm like, just go to bed. And then I'm like, but I'm so hungry. It's kind of like that thing or, or, you know, a lot of times I, I, I really don't believe in letting, you know, if you're hungry, eat, but you know, like that middle of the night, then you go to bed with a full stomach. It's just not all of it is just not great. But that's a thing is then you do say you do sell out, you eat this big old dessert and you kind of feel kind of feel satisfied for the moment. But then you set yourself back. You've been training so hard and lifting weights and you want to see the results. So don't sell out what you want most for what you want right now. It's self-control and it sucks, but it's the difference between actually getting what you want the most and what you don't. Let's talk about bad days and bad years. I love this because I feel like so often I hear people say, that person ruined my day. I'm having a bad day. God, 2020 was such a shit year. Uh, 2021 is the worst year ever. You're labeling it. Stop saying it. Stop saying today was a bad day. This was a bad year. You'll attract more of it. This is like such a powerful thing. So say a couple bad things happened in your day and then someone says, how's your day? You're like, God, I am having the worst day. And I'm not saying you're not allowed to have a bad day, but you just labeled it the worst day. How about the other 17 things that happened that were awesome? Maybe the weather is changing outside and it's just like stunning and gorgeous and crisp air, like all those other little things. And I hope it doesn't come across as cheesy because I am trying to be so realistic and not cheesy, but I'm just trying to say that, you know, other people physically can't ruin your day Um, unless we're talking about extreme life situations with, you know, accidents or things like that. I'm just talking about on the daily, in a normal day, 
you let them ruin your day. If someone's rude to you in the grocery store that you don't know, like, of course, that's super hard to shake shake off, but you decide the meaning that you give it. Are you going to give it the meaning that like that person ruined your day, that interaction was enough to, to ruin your day? Or are you going to inhale the good shit, exhale the bullshit and move on and say, it is a great, you know, it's a great day. It's a great effing day. It's a great day to have a great day. I just think I hear so much of this was the worst year ever. This is going to go down as, you know, the worst, the worst year. If none of, if everyone you love is happy and healthy, no one's sick, no one was diagnosed with cancer today, it's a great day. My kids get annoyed with me because they'll, you know, be complaining about something. I'm like, you're allowed to feel how you feel. And I understand how you feel. And I'll let them feel the feelings. And I do this with myself and with friends. Feel all the feelings. I definitely don't don't think you should sugarcoat things and suppress the feelings. But I do think that you're doing yourself a big disservice if you are labeling things like that. Because I'm telling you, you'll attract more of it. Once you've decided you've had a bad day, do you know how hard it is to have to notice the good things that are happening around you? Because it's a bad day. You've labeled it as a bad day. Yes, some things happened that were not ideal, but you you translated it into that. You defined it as a bad day. That's your choice. Nobody can make that choice for you, just you. So I really believe we need to stop saying bad day, bad year, because we'll attract more of it. Decide what you want, make a plan, and follow through on it every single day. Spend more time with the people that you love and spend more of your minutes doing the things that you love with the people you love to do it with. Protect your headspace. Realize you only have so much bandwidth in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year. And focus on doing the right thing and doing the things that you're going to regret the least when you're 90. Scratch that. Regret the least when you're 120. Take care of your body. Take care of your, listen to your body with food and supplements and move your body. Sweat every day. And Prepare yourself for aging and old age so that you're active and you're mobile and you're flexible. We don't have to, we we can age with intention. We don't just have to accept that, you know, accept aging it, it as it is. We can have a plan for it and I think it can make a really big difference. I think it's so important to get in your tens every day. Focus on those little things that make you so happy. Remember your ideas. Carry them in an idea book. Love your body. Remember that speed is so much more than perfection. Get out there. There is so much opportunity. Get stuff done. Don't overthink it. Just move. There will never be a perfect time for most things. Spend time with the people you love and spend time with people who get it. And for people whose values don't align with yours or who think differently than you think, I always tell myself, good for her, not for me. And not in a spiteful way, like good for her. That works for her. It's just not for me. Rather than having all this judgment when really, I don't know the the rocks in her shoes. I don't know what her crumbs are. I don't, I don't, I just, and it's not up to me. I just think, you know, if you see someone doing something a certain way or interacting with their kids in a certain way, our natural instinct as humans is to judge But I've just decided if it's something that doesn't affect me, it's if it's not my business, 
I only have so much bandwidth, so I'm not going to spend bandwidth on it. I'm just going to say, good for her, not for me. I think that as life changes and as we grow and as we live and as we learn, we have all been through some tough things in the last couple of years, but I think that as long as we all come out healthy and strong, it can make us stronger because we need to do hard things. We need to get get over get over hurdles and overcome struggles and obstacles so that we're ready. We're ready and we're tough for life. And when when tough things happen, we don't crumble, but we can deal with it and we're prepared. And we've spent that time being in a positive headspace, protecting our headspace. We're careful about what we say about ourselves. And we make good choices because we remember it's all about how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. I think it's so important to be vulnerable, own your mistakes, don't let your mistakes define you, have good reactions, try not to lose your cool because I'm telling you, it will make you just proud of yourself. You know, when you wake up the next day and you're like, whew, that situation was crazy. I'm proud of how I handled it. I think that turning 40 was such a big moment for me. I really tried to, we took a little trip to Puerto Vallarta and we stayed in a rainforest. It was incredible. And I really just slowed down life. And I just wanted to soak in. I took these long runs in the rainforest in the morning, which was the biggest 10 ever for me. And I just soaked in all these lessons. And I just really tried to slow down and make this moment feel like a timestamp. Like, okay, we are stepping into the next decade. I didn't want it just to kind of come and go and um, spend it, you know, drinking too much and not like just being there and thinking about the life lessons, writing them down, learning, and then and then proceeding on. I think by taking time to reflect and write things down and podcasts like this and listen to podcasts like this, we're like not just going on autopilot. We're just like taking a breath and taking it in and thinking about the things we've learned and, you know, moments that we've loved how we handled things, moments that we haven't loved how we've handled things things that we've loved in in our life, things we want to do more of, things we want to do less of, people we want to spend more time with, people we want to spend less time with. I think it's so important just to have those moments where we just like slow it all down, reflect, think about where we are, think about what's the most important to us. And in this moment for me, it is about protecting my headspace and living the most positive life I can. And I'm telling you, I think so often you have to fight like hell to stay in a positive headspace. Some days you will have stuff coming at you from all angles. You'll have negativity or judgment or gossip. But I'm telling you is it's so important to protect your headspace and focus on the positive and set up your life. So you are doing the things that you want to be doing with the people you want to be doing them with. That is my wish for you. I am so grateful for you and for this community and for this platform. I love the conversations we have. Please ping me on Instagram. Let me know what your biggest life lesson is today and your life motto and what you took away from this podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. 
Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.